You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Why don't you go ahead and grab your Bibles. Turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And while you're finding that, my wife went to Morgantown yesterday with our son, Dakota, and he's got a little car, I don't know, it's, it's about three inches off the ground, and it's hard to get in and get out of. And while they were there, she got out of that car, and I, was you in the store when, it, when he noticed? They was in a store, and he busted out laughing, and she said, what is wrong? And he just kept laughing. Here, when she got out of that car, she had ripped her pants about 10 inches up the backside. And he told her what color her underwear was. I like stuff like that. So when they got home, I teased her all evening and she kept saying, I'm going to punch you. So when my daughter Lexi got home from work about nine, I couldn't wait to tell her. And man, we just teased. And, you know, I looked at my wife and I said, honey, I don't know what the problem is, but, you know, we just came back from the Amish country. And you know what you do when you go to the Amish country, you eat, right? Well, this morning I came up, my wife had laid my clothes out, and that, that's another good place to laugh. And uh, they're in my office, and I went to put a pair of pants on, and you know you reap what you sow. <laughs> and I went to pull them together, and I thought, wow, I haven't worn these in a while. So I sucked it in real good, took a deep breath, Tried to button them and it ripped clear down the side. Uh, uh, somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know how he feels. <laughs> Why don't you stand with me this morning as we read the word of God? So let's get serious this morning. Uh, I said I wanted to teach. I was going to start a series today. <laughs> it might be two weeks long. I don't know. It could be three. It could be four. I don't know. And I, through a lot of meditation over the last month, uh, being in the hospital, I think 10 nights, I might've had the TV on twice, just sit there and worship and think and meditate. And I got to thinking about, and, and I thought about this before the stroke too, but uh, it, it definitely changed my outlook. So the title of the series is Living a Life of Victory. How victorious are you right now? in your everyday life, I want us to learn something today. I want us to leave better people. So how do you live a life of victory? It's gotta be one day at a time. I came in, my good friend Robert Kramer was one of the earliest ones with the band this morning and his wife Karen went to be with the Lord just in the last few weeks and I said, Robert, how you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm making it pastor. And I was standing right back there and I hollered at him. I said, Robert, one day at a time. One day at a time. So if we're going to live a life of victory, we got to live a daily victory. You, I get up in the morning and I say, Lord, help me today. Why would I even worry about tomorrow when I don't even know if tomorrow I'll be there? So let's, let's learn something today. And I, 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 I'm going to shut up and I'm going to share what God has Galatians 5 and 22, and I believe this is the key to living a daily victory, but a life of victory. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
It's a joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering. It's gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Nobody can inspect you, can inspect your fruit like you. Nobody knows you better than you. So why don't you self-examine yourself right now and ask yourself and be honest with yourself, when I get up in the morning, every day, am I living a life of victory? Is there love in my life? Do I reflect, as we've already heard this morning, the love of Christ? Do I have the joy of the Lord? Do I have the peace of God? Do I reflect that? Do I show that? Am I long suffering? Am I gentle? Is there goodness in my daily life? Do I walk by faith or do I fall apart every time something happens? Is there meekness, temperance? Is that my life? Or am I on edge all the time? Am I upset with myself and everyone else? And I've had people tell me, that's just the way I was born, Pastor. And that's just the way I'm gonna be. Well, yes, that's the way you was born in a physical birth because we was born in the sin. But when we are born again through the blood of the spotless lamb of God, then we are born again and we are no longer the way that we used to be and we receive the nature of God. If you believe that, give God a hand clap of praise this morning. The fruit of the spirit are so powerful and they're spiritual forces that will change your life. And when you yield, when you yield to them, you've got to yield to the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will enhance and will strengthen you and I that we become a river of living water that will flow out of us and not only bless us, but will bless everyone around us. Nobody wants to be around somebody that's on edge all the time. We want to be around people that's got the love of God, that's got the joy of the Lord, that's got the peace of God. Am I right? Somebody say amen. So each one of the fruit, it provides us with an element of divine power that will equip us to meet the challenges of life. I didn't say when we all are walking and, and, and living in the fruit that there wouldn't be no challenges in life because there will be. But when we walk and we have cultivated the fruit of the Spirit in our life, then it doesn't matter what the devil brings your way. It doesn't matter how hard the enemy tries. You are grounded in the fruit, in the divine nature of God, and no matter what the devil brings your way, if you have cultivated the fruit of the Spirit of God, you will overcome, and you will not only overcome, you will be more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. These fruits are born into us when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior in the new birth, 
And I want to read out of 1 Peter 1 and 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You and I have been born again by the word of God. Do you hear me? And the word of God will change your life. I won't change your life. If you're here today because you like my personality or you like the way I deliver a message, you will be disappointed. But it's the word of God that will change your life. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. You will not be set free by me, but you will be set free by the Son. And he who the Son sets free will be free indeed. We got to get life right. Do you hear me? You and I have all got to stop playing church and just a little dab of do us and we just want a little bit of the word to help us get by through the day. We need the word of God to saturate our minds, our body, and our spirit and we need to say, God, here I am, messed up from the floor up, but God, by your word, I am about to be changed. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Believers are to love one another, to love one another because they've been born again by the word of God. Do you love everybody? Do you reflect the love of Christ? We've been spiritually created into new men and new women. We've not re-educated, rehabilitated. We've been reborn. We are no longer the same. Do you understand me? We are no longer living for the devil. We are the sons and the daughters of God Almighty. And we've got his divine nature and it's about time we start reflecting it and saying, devil, you don't know who you are messing with. I am a child of God. I've been born again. I know the word of God and my life is going to exemplify and reflect God's divine nature. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise created by God to love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you love me? I want you to note the word, incorruptible. Incorruptible seed. The seed that is planted within our hearts and our lives is incorruptible and it will live forever and ever. The word of God will never change. And you and I have that word. Imagine the word of God recreates us to love people. I'm not the same. He's still working on me. I didn't say I've arrived. But at one time, 30 plus years ago, you crossed my path, I'll get even with you. But today I don't have to get even with nobody because the word of God says that I need to love and God is love. And if you don't love, then you don't know God. Do you hear me? And you know it's amazing, people don't wanna fight back when you love them. I got a sense some of you got a ways to go. Cause it got real quiet, you'd rather torch them, right? The fruit of the spirit gives us the power. We need to rise above the snares of the devil and the pull of this world. When you got the fruit of the spirit of God in your life. When those people come against you, 
You can't even explain it, but you don't go where you used to go. You don't react like you used to react. And can I tell you why? Because you've got some fruit in your life. You know that God is, will fight your battles. You know that your battle is not with flesh and blood. Somebody say amen. amen. Give us the power we need to rise above the snares of the devil and the pull of this world. And don't be foolish and think that there is not a devil and that there is not a pull of the world. The world wants you to respond like they respond. But greater is he that is in you and I than he that is in this world. And we don't have to respond that way. First Peter five and eight, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So how do you respond when somebody does something you don't like? When somebody comes against you, do you share the love of God or are you one of them bold men and women? I mean, bold that gets on Facebook and tell them how you feel. <laughs> when you wouldn't dare tell somebody eyeball to eyeball, but you've got fingeritis. It's not, li I'm going to preach, thank you. It's not living a life of victorious victories. You're falling into the trap of the enemy. When a business deal goes wrong, instead of blowing up, trust up. Trust that God, in Romans 8 and 28, all things work for the good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Do you only need a word when everything is going right? Get a word to God. We'll fight your battles. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he quit preaching and went to meddling. <laughs> the fruit of the spirit to keep us strong. They'll keep you stable. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, how stable are you? Some of you like to answer that question for him, wouldn't you? He'll keep you stable that you can complete your God-given race. How many's ever stood in the doorway of death in this room? It'll make you look at things a different way. When you got the fruit and you're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, it'll keep you stable. And then when you're ready to go to heaven, like Paul, he said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all. Somebody say all. Somebody say it like you mean it, all. But unto all them also that love his appearing. My, my, my. Paul said, he said, I fought a good fight just like a soldier. I've run a good race just like an athlete. I'm standing at death's door, but I know what is waiting for me. Friend, I want to fight a good fight. I want to run a good race. And I want to know that I know that I know 
that when I enter in, my Lord and Savior is gonna say, welcome home, thy good and faithful servant. How about you? How are you living your life today? I said, how are you living your life today? Give God a hand clap. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Paul was about to be released to go home. And you don't know when your home going is coming. Do you hear me? It could have been right there. I thought somebody shot me. Without walking in the spirit, in the fruit of the spirit. Now you need to hear what I'm saying. Don't misinterpret me. Don't call me tomorrow and tell me something I didn't say. Because I've thought a lot about this. Without walking in the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit won't work. There's the fruit of the Spirit, and then there's the gifts of the Spirit. And if you're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit, I don't care how spiritual you think you are, the gifts are not gonna work in your life. So without the spiritual fruit of love, let me back up a little bit. Let's go to Galatians 5 and 6, the second part of that verse. Faith which worketh by love, by love, so without the spiritual fruit of love, your faith won't work. You can say you got all the faith in the world, but if you don't have the love of God, your faith will not work. And then in Hebrews 11 and six it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So your gifts won't work if you don't have spiritual fruit in your life. The fruit of the Spirit will produce a strong foundation of victory. You got one life to live. And you could be standing in the doorway of eternity right now and not even know it. On a Saturday, April 10th, 10 miles down the lake, on my boat, had no idea, came back home, went up to my aunt's, sat down and ate some ice cream and had five strokes, had no idea it was coming, standing in the doorway of death and I had to reevaluate my own life over the next month and there's a lot of areas that he's working on me and a lot of areas I need to work on me. And I want to live in the fruit of God and the fruit of the Spirit every single day. And I don't want it just for myself. I want it to come out of me like a river and flow all over you that you'll realize that we've got a life to live and God has given us everything that we need. And I'll tell you, he's a good, good God. He's a good, good God. You and I have got to learn to walk in love, to walk in peace, to walk in joy. Not just for me, but it can overflow on somebody else. So get over your bad attitude. If you get up every morning and you look like you've been baptized upside down in pickle juice, you need to come to the altar and get under the spout where the glory comes out. Because you're making yourself miserable and everybody else around you miserable. If you're living in a house where you, everybody's got to walk on eggs around you, then you need to come and talk to God. That didn't go over real well, did it? Some of you right now like to look over at your spouse and say, I think he's reading your mail. Someone say amen. How do you want to finish? How do you want to finish life? Paul said he'd run like a great athlete. 
An athlete don't want to start out and never end. I want to finish stronger. Stronger. How do you want to finish life? How do you want people to remember you? Doom and gloom or happy? Huh? I want to finish life as a winner. I want to ask you that. How do you want to finish life? I got one. One life to live. We were up in the Amish country and we were on this buggy ride and the guy was telling us we were going through this farm and the guy was saying, this cow's from India and one of them said, well, it was probably grandma came back or something. I ain't coming back as a cow from India. I got enough cow going on right now. I want to hear Jesus say, well done. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? When you're standing in death's doorway, you don't think about your investments. You don't think about your home, your cars. What will it mean if you entered into eternity and you never heard those words, what, 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 what would you have accomplished in life of everything you've done and you don't hear the words from the Lord, well done. Think about that. For us to hear those words, we gotta keep growing consistently, growing learning more and more. We sing a song, I need you more. We need his presence more. We need the wisdom of God. We need his love more. We need his peace more. And the only way we'll get it is to have a desire for it and to cultivate it. So how do we consistently walk in the power of the fruit of the spirit? First thing is you might wanna go to the Bible and see what God has to say. In 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life, all things that we need to live a successful, prosperous, and fruitful life, God has already given it to us at the new birth and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The life given by Christ is an abundant life. Do you hear me? I wouldn't go back to living for the devil for no amount of money, none. On my worst day with the Lord, it's been my best day in my life when I was walking with the devil. Do you hear? If you agree with that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. A God-given life walking in the fruit of the Spirit is the highest quality of life that you can have. Do you hear me? A life that will overflow, not only will satisfy you, but it will overflow and you will be a blessing to everybody that you come in contact with. My wife and I, we love blessing people and we just want the joy of the Lord to flow out of us and we just want to bless people everywhere we go and we do it, not so it will come back, but you can't outgive God. And when you bless others, it just chases you down. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the the days of my life. Someone say, sit down and calm down. He 
good to sit down and calm down. I said, has God been good to anybody at Jewel City? Why don't you stand up and put your hands together and get a little shout in your life? Why don't you thank you for another day? Don't wait till everything falls apart. Thank him today. Thank him. Come on, give him a hand clap. Do you know Christ longs? He longs to give you an abundance of life. He don't want you depressed. He don't want you busted and disgusted. He wants you to thrive, not just survive. Godliness, which is another way to describe the fruit, it comes through the knowledge of the Lord. You'll never have godliness without the knowledge of the Lord. And God has already provided every born again believer with everything it takes to have the spiritual fruit in our life and to bear that fruit. But the better, somebody say better, that we get to know him, the better we understand his nature. The more time I spend with my wife, the more time I understand her nature. You gotta spend time with him. Don't wait till the wheels fall off. Don't wait till all hell shows up on your front porch. Get to know him now. Get in a relationship with him now. Start to cultivate the fruit of the spirit in your life. Tell God these are the areas I struggle in. Tell God, say, I don't want my family. I don't want my wife. I don't want my husband. I don't want my children walking on eggs around me, God. Help me in this area. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. And what keeps us from asking is pride. And pride is a form of witchcraft. You don't bow and humble yourself before God and tell God the areas that you need in your life. Passage goes on to say in verse five, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is a charge here. And that charge says that we've got to add these things. Add is addition. He's saying you've got to add this to the Lord's great salvation. And the problem is we get saved and we think we've arrived. And all we've done is escape hell. But we're still living in it here. And God doesn't want us. He wants us to add to his great salvation all of the fruit of the spirit that we can live in an abundant life right here on this side of heaven. Stand with me this morning as I got another hour. Wherefore the rather, brethren, listen, giving diligence to make your calling and election sure. Now listen to this. For if you do these things, and I underlined this, I almost ran down the hall to talk to Pastor Reader, and I've read it a thousand times, but it grabbed me. Ye shall never fall. I went back, I said, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence. Diligence means grab a hold of it. 
Grab a hold of it, Jewel City. You got one life to live. And God's given us all the things that we need to live a great, great life. But with diligence, you got to grab a hold of it. It says that we shall never fall. All of us, I look around this room, none of us are the same. We have different DNA, we have different fingerprints, nobody's the same. But there's one thing, there's one thread that goes through all humanity. We've all fallen short, we all fall. We fall in marriages, we fall in relationships, we fall in prayer, we fall in praise, we fall in worship, I can go on and on and on. There's one thread that goes through all humanity. We all fall. But he's saying here, act on this. Cultivate this and you shall never fall. That's good gospel news, amen? Listen to me. The gifts of the Spirit are totally different than the fruit of the Spirit. And you need to understand what I'm saying. I'm not against any of the gifts of the Spirit, none of them. They all are from God. And they are all of great importance. But if you try to live only on a spiritual gift, you will crash. You will crash. You have got to have the fruit of the Spirit. Do you hear me? Now let me talk about the gifts for a minute. 1 Corinthians 12 and 11, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now listen to this. We were at the park yesterday, over 50 people. We, we had block layers, we had painters, we had electricians. We, we, nobody had the same gift. Now, now listen to this. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diver kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man as he will. The spirit of God decides which spirit, which gift is given to every believer. Now think about this. I was sitting in my office and I thought this thought came to my mind. How boring Christmas would be if we all had got the same gift. How boring. What'd you get, Bob? I got a pair of underwear. <laughs> What'd you get, Jim? I got the same pair. How boring life would be, church, if we all had the same gift. Let me tell you something else. You've not been given a gift, one of the spiritual gifts, just for yourself. The spiritual gift has been given to you to help you to do ministry, but it's to edify the body, it's to help other people. And you did not receive a spiritual gift that you walk around in a cloud thinking that you're superior of everyone else. And you have no right 
to judge somebody else that may not have a gift. One time there was a situation many years ago where an individual mocked me, made fun of me, said that they, they didn't even understand how I could be a preacher because I didn't have a particular gift. And they had that gift. And I didn't say anything. But I didn't see any of the fruit in that individual's life. So they was trying to live their life on that gift. And it wasn't six months after that, and this was a prominent person in ministry, fell from grace. So again, I say, every spiritual gift is important, and we need them all, and they all need to be operated in, in the way God instructs us. You need that, we need that. But we all have to have the foundation of the fruit because if we don't have that fruit, I don't care if you can prophesy, I don't care if you can heal, I don't care if you can speak in a tongue, an unknown tongue, if you have the gift of interpretation, if you don't have the fruit of the Spirit operating in your life, you're gonna be very disappointed. Amen. Amen. And at one time, I felt less because I didn't have the gift of tongues. I felt less because men made me feel less. The more I understood it and the more I researched it, there's only one gonna give me the gift. One. Ain't nobody gonna hit me in the head and give it to me. And I'll take anything the Lord has for me, anything. But he's gonna give it to me, okay? So one day I realized, uh, maybe I'm going a little too long here, but one day I realized, Lord, I'm going to be who you call me to be. And I'm going to minister the way you've called me to minister to. And you know what? It's worked out for me. And it'll work out for you. If you have a desire for the gifts of the Spirit, ask him. Talk to him. But I would encourage you, most definitely, cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in your life and walk in joy and peace. He's a good, good Father. Amen. Amen. I hope you learned something today. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Nobody looking around. I don't know anyone's heart here today. April 10th, I didn't want to leave this world. I really didn't. I didn't want to leave any of you. But I can say one thing. I knew that my heart was right with the Lord. I was ready to go spiritually, but emotionally, I wanted to stay attached. But none of us have a guarantee of tomorrow. None of us can make the choice of when we're going to leave this world. Is your heart right? First of all, if your heart's not right, you're not living a life of victory. I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna single nobody out. I ask you this morning, is your heart right with the Lord? If death knocked at your door, would you be right 
Would you be ready? I sat on a couch yesterday with my 90-year-old aunt. They had one child some 38 years ago. Her words yesterday, in one minute's time, my daughter hit a pole. Car wrapped around her, crushed her chest. I don't say that to scare you. I say that to just be honest and be real with you. Are you ready for eternity? Again, I'm not gonna come to you, I'm not gonna single you out, but if you're here this morning and you know that if death knocked on your door that you're not ready to meet the Lord Jesus, would you slip your hand up high right where you're at? Slip your hand up high, quickly, please, don't be ashamed. Is there one? Is there one? I see your hand, sir, I see your hand, ma'am. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Now earlier in the message, I asked you to examine your own life. I asked you, are you living victorious? These people walking on eggs around you. Just be honest. If that spoke to you, and you know there's some areas in your life, the first step to getting help is to admitting it. If that would be you this morning, would you slip your hand up high toward heaven and say, there's a lot of areas. There's a lot of areas, mama, mama. And there's a lot of other people that's got another area you need to work on, that's lying, because you ain't raising your hand. Every head up, every eye open. Give it to the Lord. You raised your hand for salvation. You raised your hand for salvation. I believe you prayed this prayer a few weeks ago, and that's okay. And I believe this could be this individual's first time. But once you've prayed, and you know that you've prayed, and you're sincere, don't ever let the enemy tell you again, you hear me? Don't ever let the enemy tell you again that you're not saved. You believe in Jesus? You love him? You've asked him to forgive you of your sins? Let me tell you something, you are a child of God. You are a daughter of the king, you hear me? You are of such value. If there would have been nobody else on planet earth, Jesus would have died for you. That's how valuable you are. I respect you. You got great days ahead of you. Pray this prayer one more time out loud. And you there in the back, dear Lord Jesus. Today, I'm sorry, you raised your hand too? Pray this, pray this prayer out loud with me. Lord Jesus, today, I give my heart to you. Lord, I have fallen short of your glory. I have failed many times. But today is a new day. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I will walk with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. Somebody ought to rejoice. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 